Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. So great to have you with me. Let me say right up front that we've got some construction going on around our studios in Nashville. And if you hear a little background noise, it's not from here in the studio. It's from a whole lot of building that's going on in Nashville, Tennessee. By the way, you ought to visit us here in Nashville, Tennessee. Great things are happening. It's sort of a it city uh, throughout the country. People are coming for all kinds of reasons. And so come check us out sometime. But because all of you and many of you are coming to Nashville, that's why there's so much construction. So a little bit of background noise. It won't bother us. We hope it doesn't bother you. I want to talk to you in this podcast about something that is uh, very much of concern to me. Let me say, first of all, that I am definitely right of center and I am a guy who is pro-business, pro-free market. We know and we should understand that uh, products improve, that prices drop, that industries advance when there is a free market. We are not socialists. We don't want control of free markets. We don't want the state to own all the means of production. Uh, We want competition. We want business. We want uh, startups. We want people free uh, to start new businesses and compete in markets. We don't want restrictions against them. However, what's going on in our world today uh, is that we have a great many monopolies. Now, what's a monopoly? A monopoly is when one or a few businesses, one or a few entities, companies, gain control almost of the entire market, almost of the entire segment or sector. And what happens then is that you don't have competition. You often have um, agreements, collusion, price fixing, things of that nature that don't serve the customer well. I'm better served as a customer when people are competing for my business, when there are 50 cell phone companies, when there are 500 restaurants, when there are a whole lot of clothing stores, when there are a bunch of computer companies, and they're all trying to win Stephen Mansfield's business with good prices, quality products, great service, and just frankly making my life as easy as it can be. Now, to be concerned about monopolies does not make you a socialist. Uh, To be concerned uh, about gigantic business controlling entire economic sectors does not make you anti-business, but you can be pro-free market, pro-business, and not necessarily pro-big business. Now, some sectors, some products, some industries require bigger businesses. I mean, I think we're all glad that Amazon exists in the world, um, but we don't want Amazon completely controlling all of certain types of sales and thus driving competition out of the market, just driving prices up and things of that nature. And we're seeing some of that in our world. Let me give you some statistics that support this. Are you aware that three companies control about 80% of mobile telecoms? Now think about that. 80% is controlled by three companies. Are you aware that three companies control 95% of all credit cards? In other words, they issue, control, regulate, bill, and handle all credit cards. Only three companies. Four companies control 70% of all airline flights in the United States. 
Four companies. The source for that, by the way, is The Economist. Four companies control 70% of all airline flights. Consider this, talking more about uh, agriculture. Four companies control 66% of U.S. hogs slaughtered in 2015, 85% of the steer, and half the chickens. That's from Open Market Institute. Pretty stunning. Think about that. 60% of U.S. hogs slaughtered in 2015, 85% of the steer and half the chickens. These are the most recent stats that we have. And four companies control 85% of U.S. corn seed sales, and that's up from 60% in 2000. So we have a, a world, we certainly have a nation that is increasingly controlled by monopolies and we should be concerned about it. We should be concerned about this in the news. We should be concerned about this in all the products that we use. We should be concerned about it globally. In other words, we don't want to necessarily only live in a village, you know, with little mom and pop shops. We are aware that you have to have big companies. We are aware that some industries are better served um, by gigantic companies. You, know, you can't, you can't ship around the world from little mom and pop operation on the coast. You know, you're going to have to have great big money, great big ships, uh, great big services, great big companies. We understand that. Nevertheless, we have a trend we need to keep an eye on. And by the way, this is not a new subject, a new challenge in American history. We're probably all aware that Theodore Roosevelt was known as a trust buster in his day and that he tried to check the inappropriate growth and control of some companies. Now, he wasn't unreasonable. In fact, I've read much about his antitrust efforts and he's right. He was right where I am. He believed that some industries are served well by larger companies and he didn't mind that as long as they didn't act contrary to the interest of the consumer, contrary to the interest of the people. He believed in being rational. He used that word a lot when it came to trust. If they're rational, if they don't engage in price fixing, if they don't uh, conspire against the good of the people, uh, if they improve products, if they are um, if they're serving better because they're larger, uh, then that's okay. He didn't mind profits. He didn't mind large companies. He didn't mind vast reach. What he minded was that the people were not served well, that there was collusion or conspiracy against the people, and that somehow the check and balance provided by competition, you know, in government, uh, check and balances are provided by uh, the diversity of governments, the separation of powers. Um, but in markets, the checks and balances are provided by competition. Well, government does have to assure a, a level playing field, and it does have to assure that companies do not get in collusion, that they do not conspire against the people. And you do have this to some extent. If you've got three CEOs of, of, of the three companies that control 90% of a given product, uh, sitting in a room smoking cigars and deciding that they're going to set prices at a certain level artificially beyond what the market should naturally bear, well, that's actually a crime. Uh, that's collusion. Uh, that's a conspiracy of sorts. And that kind of thing should be illegal. So, uh, and, and it is illegal, though it's rarely prosecuted. So what, what we have to watch in our age, especially with industries that require size, is that that size is not used against the good of the people. Cell phones are a classic example. Obviously, to have an effective cell phone company, you got to have a large firm, a large firm to serve and do all that it is meant to do worldwide. 
but there's still a way for what they do to be monitored by government and by certain watchdog agencies so that we don't have collusion against the people, so that we don't have some sort of conspiracy against the good of the consumer. So we don't have price fixing, so we don't have cheap products, so we don't have um, guarantees not, not honored and maintained. You want to keep an eye on the size of these companies. So we're in a new day of sort of Rooseveltian challenge when it comes to monopolies. We need to keep an eye on this. Look at the stats I just read. The vast majority of huge portions of our food supply are controlled by a few companies vast majority. Uh, 95% of the credit cards that we use are controlled by just a handful of companies. Now, that may be legitimate. That may be the way it has to be. Maybe there should only be three or four companies um, handling most of the credit cards in the world, but government needs to keep an eye on it. Government needs to watch for the hidden fees and for, you know, when you're dealing with the size of money that those credit card companies would be handling, um, even just microtransactions can net them billions of dollars throughout the years, some of which might be illegal. So I'm not a guy who wants to see government sticking its nose in every aspect of business. But when it comes to protecting the people, when it comes to protecting the good of the consumer, then government does have a legitimate role and it ought to bear its teeth from time to time. So be aware of what's happening in our society. Uh, Be aware that while almost all Americans are in some way free market people, we like startups, we like entrepreneurship, we like competition, we like the fact there's not just one store at the mall, (laughs) you know what I'm saying. Uh, We like the fact that movie theaters are competing for our attention and cell phones are competing, cell phone companies are competing for our business and, and all of this serves us well. We have progressively, both because of the nature of industries uh, and because of buyouts and some companies going belly up, uh, we are seeing increased control in the hands of a few. And let me just close by saying our founding fathers feared this. Uh, They were, for the most part, Christian people. They came from a Judeo-Christian worldview. They believed that men were fallen. Uh, They believed that men had nobility in them, but they also had evil in their souls. And that the best way to check evils at a societal level was, again, as I've said, at the government level, uh, allow checks and balances, uh, allow a separation of powers. That's why you have a president able to veto. That's why you have a Congress able to override. That's why you have a Supreme Court keeping its eye only on the law and not getting reelected or political considerations, um, ruling on what the rest of government does and what the lower courts do. Uh, That's what you want. You want that separation of powers. You want the same thing when it comes to business. You want free markets. You want fair trade. You want level playing fields. But you don't want monopolies that get, quote unquote, too big to fail or bigger than government in some cases or that conspire against the people and the consumers. So that doesn't move you left politically. In fact, Theodore Roosevelt is the archetype of a conservative in our world. However, the fact is that we may not be served well in the future if this trend continues. It's one to watch. It's one to litigate against gently, wisely, not going anti-free market 
but going anti-gigantic uh, monopolies and maybe having to do some trust busting, as they used to say during the Roosevelt era, but definitely keeping our eye on the good of the people. That is the primary role. And I'll tell you what, one of the reasons it's extremely important is that uh, the some of the people who make these decisions are people who have to get reelected. And elections take money, and many of these monopolies pay big into political coffers, and they do it through a variety of channels. So I'm not alleging massive conspiracies. I'm not saying all of your elected leaders are corrupt. I am saying, though, that we want competition. We want free markets. We want checks on monopolies. We want our politicians to be independent and not be able to be bought uh, and be the representative from Sony <laughs> or the representative from Bank America, Bank of America. Uh, we don't want that kind of thing. And so we have to keep an eye on this and be vigilant in this as we are in all other matters of freedom. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.